Well, good morning. Uh, today, I am with Justin Fricke from Millbourne Seeds, and he's not only the director of sales at Millbourne Seeds and a cover crop specialist, but he's also a farmer. So, Justin, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Um, do you want to tell us more about yourself? Yeah, you bet. Well, I, yeah, thanks for the invitation. This is going to be good. I'm excited to do it. So, um, yeah, like you said, I guess I've, I've been a foraging cover crop specialist with Millbourne uh, for 10 years now. And uh, I'm also the director of sales here. And um, like you alluded to, um, have a farm at home too that we work in and um, folks still farm. I got an older brother who farms full time. And then um, I kind of work my way into that and, and have some livestock, my wife and I do too. So um, definitely, I guess, probably the coolest thing that I've been able to see over the last 10 years of being at Billborn is kind of been able to see how this cover crop world has evolved and unraveled to what it started to 10 years ago or what it started from 10 years ago, I should say. So that's been awesome. Um, been able to use a lot of those different practices on our farm and in our operation and, and definitely have found that very valuable and, and fortunately have been able to share some of those success stories and practices with a lot of the producers that I work with at Millbourne. And I guess that's probably um, you know, been part of the success with what we've had here at Millbourne is just taking real life, um, successful practices and then promoting them and, and getting that same success ton of other producers. So that's been really cool, um, over that 10 year journey, I guess, um, here at Millbourne and then at our farm at home. Excellent. Well, and that provides, you know, a lot of valuable information so you're not only a cover crop specialist you know uh developing seed mixes and providing recommendations to farmers you're taking that home you're trying that on your own acres and you're seeing uh you know the success and the variability of all that so then you can bring that knowledge to the growers so when growers come you know to get information and products from you guys it really is tried and tested <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no doubt about that. Uh, yeah. I, especially with, you know, different varieties of things and working things in, into different combinations. Um, I took lots of babies to seed home, you know, my first years at Millborn. Um, but even before that, and, and I've told this story before to different, different guys, um, you know, growing up, I, the cover cropping, practices weren't, uh, that wasn't something different to me. Uh, my grandpa growing up, he always used cover crops. Um, he planted turnips a lot. He used millets and sedan grasses for grazing and, and for hay quite often too. Um, and so I was, you know, I had that, uh, I, I don't want to say goofy grandpa, but, uh, you know, very, I, I mean, for, for that time, he was, goofy to some, but innovative to others. Um, he was no-tilling with an old Marlis twin roll soybean drill. And I remember, you know, we're driving that twin roll, no-till Marlis drill, straddling the cornrows. And that's, you know, we're no-tilling beans. Um, boy, that would have been 20 and 25 years ago when he was doing that. And so he was very, very in tune with, with soil health at that time. Um, and, and farmed that way his entire life. And so my dad picked up a lot of those practices too. Um, and then, it, you know, obviously that just keeps on going. And, and my brother is 
the same way. And, and, and I am too. So we've, we've done lots of different cover cropping over the years. Um, but we've, we've probably seen the most success on the forage side, right? Having cattle to graze um, makes those work way better. Um, using them to control residue um, is also a, a, man, they're a great tool for that, especially even, you know, I mean, we, we farm in Southwest Minnesota, Northwest of Pipestone and into Lincoln County there, you know, so it's, it's good quality soil, good heavy ground. Um, but the big challenge there as far as no-tilling is probably residue management and moisture management. Um, and I think that's probably the big advantage to having cattle is grazing corn stalks before you no-till soybeans in. Um, so it's a huge tool for residue management and, and probably getting your corn stalk ground warmed up a little bit faster for soybeans that next year. Um, but then on the cover crop, I mean, it seems like it's easier to work in a cover crop on small grain rotations than anywhere else. And so knowing that if you have livestock and you wanted to put up straw, which you usually always need, whether we're planting oats or wheat, um, you, you, we know that we're always going to put a cover crop there to graze in the fall. And um, that's probably how we first got involved with using turnips, radishes, rapeseed. Um, that's, that's not how I first got involved. I, I remember hearing stories from grandpa talking about um, planting rapeseed and then buying feeder lambs, you know, Western recently weaned feeder lambs and putting them on rapeseed and grazing them in the fall and uh, having the, that work out real well for them too. But um, yeah, I, I guess there's lots of, lots of stories about different cover cropping um, <laughs> with him and, and even dad too. I mean, he, he would plant rapeseed and turnips. Um, I grew up with sheep. And so um, he was always running the orders from three to 500 ewes. And so grazing ewes in the, in the late summer and the fall um, to flush ewes before turning rams in to help them get in a better condition before um, breeding was a, a really good sound practice. And, uh, you know, obviously we didn't know the soil benefits at that time of what those cover crops were doing, but it certainly provided really good quality forage for for sheep and, and now cattle too. So yeah, I have, have, have had lots of different experiences with, with grazing cover crops, I guess, over the years, but it definitely all started with, with, with how my grandpa was doing it, you know, 20, 25 years ago. Well, that is so neat to hear. So, I mean, they've really been a part of your life, you know, for, for a good chunk of, you know, your, your young adulthood mm -hmm. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, excellent. So, so you grew up with them, utilize them, you know, for, for livestock. And when did you start noticing or really, you know, getting into the, the benefits that the, you know, it was providing for the soil too? Yeah, I would say that probably actually became more apparent to me um, after working within Melbourne and, and going to more soil health meetings, you know, whether it was coalitions or, or uh, NRCS putting them on and just learning from that part of it. Um, and then after learning it, then being able to go home and go, oh my gosh, you, you take the spade out into a, a field that has, you know, six to 10 different species on it. And, and you do some, some digging around and uh, yeah, when things are actively growing and things are right for that environment, just the, the biology in terms of, you know, worms and, 
just the life of that soil and the tilth of that soil is it, every time you do it, every time you go and you dig into those cover crop fields and you compare them to a non-cover crop field, it's, it's always better. I mean, it's just, and I think that's probably the, the easiest way to see it is to just take your spade out and go dig around the field and, and see the life and, and, and feel the soil and smell the soil because it's, it's healthy. I mean, that environment is just vibrant and it, it, it just, I mean, I always, when people are first starting off with cover crops and they're wondering what to plant and, and how to go about it, and we talk about mimicking mother nature and um, in your perennial native grass fields, you know, and that is when you've got all the diversity above ground with forbs and cool and warm season grasses and legumes and what that does for promoting biology below the ground, that's exactly what we're trying to do with cover crops too. And and so if you, if you can find that environment and how it should be in nature um, and we can mimic that in a cropping system with cover crops, um, yeah, it, it should promote that soil health and it does. And, and I guess, yeah, that's probably when I first started to realize what it is um, and then able to just tie those pieces together after learning it, but then seeing it firsthand in some of our own fields and then other producers' fields as well. Nice, nice. Well, and the coalition we've worked with, Millbourne Seeds, uh, several times um, just because we really value that, um, you know, you have quality products, but you also have that educational piece with it. Um, staff are extremely knowledgeable. You guys do provide educational opportunities to, to teach people and to educate them so that, you know, it's not just, it's not just buying the seed and, and have a nice day. Um, there's that level of support and information to really help people succeed and give them that background information. Um, so we really appreciate having that service along with it um, because, you know, you're talking about NRCS and, and other organizations putting on information. Um, and there's a lot of great information out there, but, but having that, you know, the egg industry knowledgeable is so important. Um, yeah. And yeah. The more places people can go to get information is the, greater benefit that provides oh for sure yeah yeah no i feel like i mean we we, we kind of have a, a very important duty to our customers to make sure that they get this right and it works for them i mean this is a long-term approach to farming and and it's not just uh you know a one-hit wonder and we don't want this to be a fad where people try it once and if it fails a couple of times well they're not going to do it and so promoting sound practices is is really important to us um they need to they need to work and they need to be productive. They need to improve soil health and, and ultimately they need to be profitable so that these farms are sustainable. I mean, we want more farms to, to be vibrant and keep our small communities alive. Um, that's a, I mean, we say that all the time at Millborn. I mean, this is a long-term approach if we're going to promote this stuff. And so we need to be taking the time to, to give sound advice and be very educational and, um, I'll tell somebody not to do something. If, if it doesn't make sense, you know, and, and if the practice isn't quite right with what, it, with the seeding method or, or the product that they're wanting to use, if the timing's off, I'll tell them not to do it. I, you know, we'd, we'd rather miss a sale than have something fail and, and them get a bad taste in their mouth with, with, with cover cropping. So, so yeah, I mean, this, we got to look for the long-term approach to, to cover cropping and soil health because you're not going to see changes with your soil probably in that first year anyways in terms of like a, a, a major soil test anyways but um, so yeah making sure your practices line up with what you're cover cropping 
uh, is really, really important. And then talking through the how-tos and making sure all those things line up right is probably the, the right way to go about it, I guess. Wonderful. Well, I appreciate all this information and the time you've taken with me today. And um, we're going to put a link uh, in the description to uh, Millborn Seeds website. So you can find out more information there. You can uh, find staff to talk with them, contact them. Um, and if any events are coming up in the future, would they be on the website as well? Oh, yeah. Yep, we try to keep that pretty relevant. And the, the website does update all the time. Anytime something comes through as an event or a new product or mixes all that stuff, we keep that up on our website. Perfect. Excellent. Well, thank you again, Justin. I really appreciate it. And keep up the awesome work. Well, thanks. Appreciate your guys' work with the, the Soil Health Coalition, too. So thanks for doing that. No problem.